Well, hey, 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 welcome to the Spiritually Fit Podcast. My name is Liz Davis. I am your host. I am so happy to be here with you today. I am a lover of Jesus. I am the founder and CEO of His Temple Co., wife, mom of three, and exercise physiologist. Again, thank you all for tuning in. I am so incredibly excited to be here. I just feel so blessed as I begin to embark on this podcasting journey. Um, my mission is to help guide you to your best spiritually and physically fit self. And first off, I just wanted to start by saying that this season you are witnessing me in is me stepping out in faith. And this is something I have felt called to do since 2010, um, I was a part of the Get Real Inc. ministry uh, that had been based and founded out in Indianapolis, Indiana by Katie Wolf. And I helped um, guide teen girls in Finley, Ohio. Um, and it was an incredible ministry. And there were times when I would talk to the young girls about uh, taking care of their temple, the temple of the Holy Spirit. And as we know, or you may not know, um, in Corinthians, where it talks about the temple of the Holy Spirit, they're talking about uh, sexual immorality and things of that nature. Um, but I truly believe after much um, prayer, contemplation, uh, study, that the temple of the Holy Spirit is, is, we know that that's the body, right? And so I would discuss with these teen girls, uh, taking care of your temple as if it were a physical church, right? And you wouldn't throw trash, you wouldn't vandalize the temple of God. And so your body being a temple of the Holy Spirit is something that I have felt God planting in my heart to talk about for years now, for 12 years now. Um, taking care of your bodies is one of the best ways we can honor God. So this is a season where I am finally beginning to realize that I will no longer be listening to the lies of the enemy that tell me who am I um, to be educating and, and motivating and ministering to uh, women and men as well. Uh, even two years ago, I felt called to start a podcast, a spiritually and physically uh, fit podcast. And, you know, I kept listening to those little voices. And I know that those are whispers of the enemy that said, who are you? Um, well, you know who I am? I'm a child of God. I'm a temple of the Holy Spirit. I am who God says I am, not the enemy um, in the spiritual realm. The enemy is so real that even when getting ready to record this first episode, he tried to convince me that I couldn't do this because I didn't have an intro. I didn't have all the high-tech tools needed. Um, I didn't have the cool music and, you know, who am I to be doing this once again? And, but seriously, sit down, Satan. It was what I finally had to say. I don't need a catchy intro. I don't need some high-tech features when I am being called to share 
the word of God with other women, and again, men too, like me, who may be lost or broken or hurting um, physically and spiritually or all of the above. I have seats in heaven to help fill, and that'll be my mission until my last breath that I take here on earth. So here I am, and today we're starting a series entitled Living for Jesus in Today's Society. And we are going to talk uh, over the weeks about um, a few different areas. And today I wanted to um, talk about the conviction I felt in my last business and entrepreneurial endeavor and how convicted I felt by leading that business. And I'm not saying that those who are in uh, that genre or that entrepreneurial area of um, dance fitness and and hip hop fitness are wrong or evil because Lord knows we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. And especially when we're ignorant, ignorant to it, right? Um, many people in um, the world aren't, aren't aware uh, of these things, but I felt that conviction. And so I wanted to start today by talking about that transformation and today's theme is transformation um, in my entrepreneurial endeavors in the fitness industry. And I want to lead you with this question. Have you ever been sitting there going about your day or your work? And then you get that, that random thought uh, about something you've done, or maybe you haven't done some situation in your life. And then those thoughts start, start to spiral and you kind of get that sucker punch, that, that kind of queasy feeling in the gut. Um, And, and that's, that's that Holy Spirit conviction right there. And for me, it was in the summer of 2021. It was a little over a year ago. I was getting ready to teach uh, another hip hop based dance fitness class. And I was putting my music together. I was going over the choreo in my head and listening to my playlist on the treadmill. And that's when it hit me. I had just gone straight from my morning Bible and prayer time while on vacation. Uh, listening to uh, to listening to the most profane music, um, and it, you know, it was a complete one eighty. I felt like I was one person um, when I was doing my morning devotional, and when I was praying, when I was reading the Word, and to when I was on the treadmill listening to my music. And I felt like in that moment, out of nowhere, it hit me. I felt like a complete hypocrite. And then moments after that, out of nowhere, an older song came on on my Apple radio music. And by old, I mean, I think it's, it was eight or nine years old at that point. And I said, wow, wow, this is a bop. I was like, this is pretty dope. What is this? And I look and it said Christian hip hop. And to that point, I hadn't known of or heard anything about Christian hip hop music. I knew about praise music and worship music and more contemporary forms of it. And um, I, I enjoyed that type of music, but I had not heard of Christian hip hop. So <laughs> having Apple music playing a Christian hip hop song immediately after that conviction, I thought, hmm, was, that's really odd. That's funny. And then that, that's when it hits you too. Like, God, is that you? What are you trying to show me? What are you trying to show me, man? And then it's when that, that moment was when my God dream, as I call it, was planted, that little seed in my head. I knew he wanted me to stop opening doors for the enemy to attack through the profane music and pivot my fitness brand in his direction. And so in the next several weeks after this revelation, it was kind of 
crazy. It was crazy because our entire family and extended family faced some of the most difficult times in our entire life. I mean, it was one spiritual attack after another, the loss of several family members, health issues, just to name a few. So I knew, I knew after a couple of months of everything going wrong, um, or the, you know, wrong as in a sense of here on earth, right? Um, I knew that I had to be on the right path or the enemy wouldn't be attacking me so hard. And don't get me wrong, this is still something I battle. I still like when I hear a good song on the radio um, or comes on Spotify suggested for me, that um, is something I know I should not be listening to. I still battle it, right? Like I still want to keep it on. And sometimes I do. And then I repent, but I am confident that launching this platform is what God wants me to do, not only to help show others um, and other women out there about guarding their hearts um, means also guarding our eyes and our ears from all types of attacks, but also the accountability for myself, right? Putting this out there um, helps not only other people, but it's accountability for me too. And we're all in this together. So I'm looking forward to being on this journey with all of you. So, so let me start by going back to uh, August, early August of 2021. Um, I was leading a brand called Hits Hop, H-I-I-T-Z-H-O-P is what it was called. And um, I had founded that brand, that uh, genre, that uh, fitness format during the COVID shutdowns when I was a mom of three with a newborn, a uh, husband working five, 12 plus hour days at the hospital to avoid, you know, the contaminating one another uh, with COVID and germs. And so um, I was uh, virtual learning with my son, my, my oldest, and I had a three-year-old and a newborn, like I said. So I was wanting to continue my own postpartum fitness journey, um, as well as continuing to lead group fitness classes. So I started streaming classes through Zoom, and I just found that I did not have enough time or energy in the day to do it all. Um, people wanted hit formats and Tabata and hip hop and Zumba and bar and all the things. So I formed Hits Hop, which was a high intensity interval training dance fitness program that included plyometric movements like high knees and jumping jacks um, in anywhere from one to three moves in one portion of the song. Um, and then the rest of it was dance recovery. So it was a mixture of the, what I was teaching in Tabata um, and the hip hop classes. And so, uh, of course, it was a lot of mainstream music. While I used the clean versions, the innuendos were still there. Um, but that's why I founded it, right, was to keep reaching people and helping people uh, physically as well as mentally as we were struggling at home. Um, in isolation. Um, and, you know, there was a part of me, once these classes started catching on, um, we did a, a uh, test group uh, several different times and people then purchased, uh, you know, monthly memberships and I was making money. And I thought, well, here it is. I've been in the fitness industry for 17 years. Um, I have a bachelor's and a master's degree in exercise physiology. I have all this experience. I've been in the dance fitness industry for 13 years alone. Um, and finally, finally, we're making it right. And I see all these other brands and I had seen all these other brands and formats out there with next to no education or maybe, you know, half the education and half the experience. And these were the lies, the enemy, right? Like, why are they making it? 
when you have all this education, when you have all this experience, what do they have that you don't? Um, is it looks, is it the notoriety and, and who they know, or um, they don't have kids, so they, you know, they can grind harder and they, you know, they, 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 me, 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 right? And I was living for the world at this point. I was not nurturing the fruits of the spirit. Galatians 5, 22 and 23 say, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Verse 25 says, says, since we live by the spirit, let us keep in step with the spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. And I was living for my selfish ambition and notoriety, right? For myself, for my brand, my ideas, my knowledge, and my accomplishments, my education. Like I said a bit ago, my, 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 me, me, me. And, you know, Philippians 2, verse 3 through 4 says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility, value others above yourself, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. And this right here convicted me so hard because the reason I had gotten into the fitness industry, the reason I majored in exercise science was to help others was to help others. And in society, we've gotten so caught up in, in the Instagram reels and the TikToks and all these viral fitness um, personalities, right? And it's it's easy to get caught up when you spend too much time on there, second guessing yourself and, and easy to want for those things that the world tells us we should have. And those things are desirable. James 3, 16 through 17 says, for where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all, pure, then peace loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. And I'm going to just say it right here. I was envious. I was jealous of those brands that again, I said, didn't have much educational backing and the experience. And I have lost sight of the exact reason for getting into this industry and in the field in the first place. Fitness had saved my life so many times since I was a teenager, physically and spiritually, and I had wanted to share that with others. And instead I got caught up in, oh, people love my workout, right? They say, this is a dope, this is dope. This is the music and twerk, twerk, shake, shake. <laughs> I digress a little bit, but I was paying attention to all the wrong things, right? Um, James 4, 4 tells us friendship of the world is hatred towards God. And let me, let me, let me repeat that friendship of the world is hatred towards God. Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes the enemy of God. The apostle James is trying to drive home the point that we can be in the world or in the kingdom, but not both. And I was definitely trying to live for both the hip hop music, the culture, the dancing, and then going to church on Sunday and reading my Bible each morning. And you cannot, I am going to say it loud and clear. You cannot have both. You are opening doors for the enemy to come in and attack and nick away at your spirit. First John 5, 19 says, we know that we are from God and the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. So when we are living for the world, we are under the grasp of the enemy. So going back to uh, summer 2021, while I was on vacation, listening to that music, 
planning the choreographies in the classes, that's how I had that conviction. I had to, I had just come away from that deeply spiritual worship session and prayer. And now I just felt like icky, right? So I'd heard that Christian, the Christian hip hop songs come up shortly after that. Um, and I couldn't believe how good they were. I mean, they sounded mainstream other than the lyric. I was looking at the lyrics as they came up under iTunes and I was like, wait a second, this doesn't mention any body parts uh, physically, right? <laughs> um, or the ones that we really should not be trying to pay attention to uh, outside of marriage, of course. Um, but it didn't have the vulgarity, the, the, the cuss words, um, violence and, and gangs and money and, and chicks and all this. <laughs> and the wheel, but the wheels started turning my head for choreo to the music and just as they would any other music. And then I started wondering how much how much of this music exists out there? And could I possibly switch all of the music on my playlists um, to Christian hip hop? And I looked and there were literally thousands and thousands of songs out there, hundreds of artists. And I thought, ooh, God's telling me to pivot right here. God's telling me, let's go. Let's, cha let's change hip hop to something else. And less than three weeks after that, when I had that idea and that vision, the entire family, our entire family came down with COVID. And 11 days after that, my father-in-law passed away from COVID. He was on a ventilator before eventually passing away. He was 66. And for those of you listening who know me, you know my family, you know that Keith the first was probably the closest thing to Jesus, as you will see here on earth. Um, he exemplified all of those fruits of the spirit. He was, of course, he was human and he had his flaws, but he was peaceful. He was self-controlled 99.9% .9 of the time, loving, would do anything for anybody, regardless of his affiliation with them or, or what they've done for him. He was probably the least selfish person I know. And so when he passed away, crushed, soul crushing, doesn't even begin to describe it. One of my biggest spiritual influencers in the entire world, now gone. And I began to wrestle with God. Like, how could he call him home? I was angry. Say I was angry with God is an understatement. I was confused at how God, this great God we serve, could not answer the prayers of so many people who have been praying for him. And less than a month later, I wound up in the ER after experiencing what my crazy brain thought was, as a, as, as a drug high or overdose, I thought somehow we were at the pumpkin show and I thought the festival, and I thought somebody had, had to have laced my food with drugs. Um, my heart was racing. My heart rate when I got to the ER was 130. My blood pressure at rest was 150 over almost hundred. And I felt like I was gonna swallow my tongue. My mouth was so dry. Um, but let me fast forward to say that they found nothing wrong. There was no drugs, there was no heart, issues, my, even though my EKG had been abnormal, it was simply from my, my heart rate being elevated for so long. And it, they chalked it up to what I now know as a panic attack. And I had never, ever had one of those before in my life. But let me just throw in a quick side note here, and I'm going to go deeper into this in a future episode. But recent studies and polls coming out have shown that 25% of people who have recently had COVID will experience a new onset mental health diagnosis within the next six to nine months. So um, while the panic attack could very well be from the grief trauma uh, that I was experiencing, 
it could also have been in combination with some levels of inflammation in the brain. And again, um, we're going to dive into this in future episodes. So panic attacks, uh, my father-in-law passing away, the kids were constantly getting sick and I started suffering from more frequent panic attacks. And especially anytime one of us would get sick or injured. Um, more people that we know had heart attacks, had illnesses, uh, family, more family members passed away. And this is all in a, ma a matter of a couple of months. And I thought, gosh, like what is going on here? But the Bible's very clear, very clear. If you are going to grow in your faith, there's no trouble. There's trouble ahead. If you're going to grow in your faith, there's going to be trouble ahead. If you're going to stand firm for Christ, if you're going to stand for Christ, there's trouble ahead. You should anticipate suffering. Jesus says it in the Bible over and over and over. He beats the dead horse over and over again. Christians are going to be persecuted. You are going to suffer the closer you grow to Jesus. And But do not, set, do not let that set you back. Do not let that make you fearful. Again, something the Bible drives home over and over. All of these spiritual battles kept me from advancing my brand, kept me from what I had begun to call the pivot to a fitness ministry brand. Even as I was going through all of these spiritual attacks and our family was constantly going through hard times and, and the grief was overwhelming for all of us at times. Through it all, I kept praying. I prayed so hard every day. I prayed for my health, for the health of my family, for the purpose and the mission for my ministry. I would pray about the name. God, give me a name about the logo. If I was still, still supposed to use the logo I love so much from Hits Up, you'll give me a name with an H. What direction I was supposed to be moving in. If this was my true purpose, I kept praying, God, if this is my true purpose or is this an idea that I came up with? I want to know if this is you. I know you'll give me the tools and time, so I'm going to take it one minute at a time, one hour at a time, one day at a time. I knew he'd give me all the knowledge, the resources, and he'd give me the time. He'd let me know. I'd pray that he would let me know, and he did, when the time was right. And I knew he'd allow me to put the vision all together eventually. Because my anxiety had been so crippling over the past year, I had to cancel a lot of my classes that I was hosting the hits hop classes. And I didn't just go, oh, I'm done with this. I couldn't do that. I had people relying on me. But there were some days when I felt so anxious, I was so afraid I was going to have a heart attack or worse while teaching that I would cancel my virtual classes. When I was teaching in person, it would stop me dead in my tracks, wondering if I was going to fall over there and if anybody in the room knew how to do CPR. Literally, as I was teaching my classes, these were the things going through my head. I had to eventually turn off my heart rate function on my watch to keep myself from going crazy. <laughs> I I felt associated at times, guys. I felt like I was watching life happen outside of my body, which I later learned as a sign of, of high anxiety. And then after Keith and I took our 10-year anniversary trip to Montana, I was like, which I couldn't even fully enjoy. Our first trip alone together, 10 days, 12 days, I think it was, in year. I mean, we'd never taken a vacation without the kids. And we went to Montana. It was beautiful. And I could not allow myself to relax. I was constantly worrying if I was going to have a panic attack. Um, and when we got back to Ohio, I was like, okay, I'm going to my doctor. I started seeing a Christian counselor. I went to my primary care doctor. And that's another issue uh, that I realized my blood pressure was 150 over 105. Me, whose blood pressure was 90 over 60 pregnant with all three kids. 
I freaked out. Um, I started on a very low dose, very low dose. They never increased it from 25 milligrams of Zoloft to get the physical symptoms under control. I was disgusted when I saw my doctor's notes. She's obese under appearance. I was angry, angry. I'd let my physical, mental, and spiritual health get to that point without seeking help. It was six months after my first panic attack that I finally decided to follow up with my doctor. Um, my doctor asked me if I still ran. And I said, here and there, um, I was, but I was so freaked out by my heart rate on my watch. I never really pushed myself like I used to. Um, again, I eventually turned off that heart rate function, started running, um, started helping to balance my mental uh, hormones, the serotonin and dopamine by losing weight, by um, really pushing myself in my cardio sessions. I started meditating daily with the Abide Christian app, which gave me actually the idea um, that I would then have several different styles of classes for each component of fitness. Um, I got the idea for his hop, be, driving down the highway one day. I was like, God, how can I still keep this similar? And with the H, and I said, I know you'll give me a name. And literally an hour later, again, driving, his hop came to mind. And then once I had started meditating, and I was like, how can we make this uniform guide? Like, I feel like we should do a meditation stretch program. And I read one of the verses of Jesus being the living water and his flow came to me. And then I thought, well, let's, you have this experience and this knowledge and God's given you this, this many ideas so far. How can we create a strength program? What can we call it? And his strength came to mind. God, let me drive home this point here too. God is a God who transforms. He transforms. We see this in John chapter two, verses one through 12, the story about the wedding that had run out of wine. Jesus turned water, murky water into the finest wine. I knew Jesus was wanting to work in my life and he wants to work in yours. And every single day to this day, I'm working so that when people see me, they see Jesus. And this was not an easy journey. It was not easy ego-wise because, you know, it's not as cool as to some people, Christianity is not cool. And it's, it's like, I feel like um, I had to overcome the lies the enemy was telling about people thinking, oh, she's a stick in the mud. And you know what? I don't care because they're not arranging my seat in heaven. I had to transform my thoughts and I transformed my prayer life um, in a way that I allowed Jesus to work. I knew that the anxious, addicted, living for the world woman was not it. And I'm not perfect. And I still slip, right? Because we all fall, we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. But God wants to transform us physically and more importantly, spiritually. He wants to instill in all of us the fruits of the spirit, joy, peace, control, and humility. Peace. Peace is on there. Think about that. And I knew I did not have peace before this transformation. Again, I want to ask you, think about how God might want to transform you. Maybe we're embracing a sin that brings us temporary happiness or temporary fulfillment. For me, it was every message I got that told me how awesome my format was, how cool the logo was, how great of a workout they got and best workout out there. Blah, 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 blah. 
Um, mine was being hyper-focused on myself, like society teaches us to actually, which again, we'll get into that in a later, a later podcast. Um, what notoriety the brand would bring me. And I knew God was nudging me strongly to make the changes in my life for this rebrand. I knew that I needed to go through these seasons of loss, grief, spirit, uh, fear and anxiety, getting caught up in gossip. It's another one. The loss of friendships. I know I needed to go through all of this so that I was better equipped to help others do the same. And if I hadn't gone through a one-year boot camp, as I've been calling it, um, thankful to my friend Sierra for helping me realize that, I was never going to be able to help other people with their stuff. I was never going to be able to help others pray and realize the transformation God was seeking in them. It was an intense boot camp, like any kind of boot camp is, but God equipped me with so many tools to manage my spiritual fitness, my physical fitness, my mental fitness. The things that um, I want to go through, things that help me. And um, I changed throughout this past year. Um, the first one, I made an effort to get up at least an hour earlier than everybody else in the house to read the Bible, to pray, and to start meditating. Sitting still with no other forms of distractions, no scrolling, nothing, no reading, and just clearing my mind and praying and listening is something that was probably the hardest thing of all. I am not good, for those of you that know me, no, I am not good at sitting still. But I felt God calling me to sit still so that he could work in me, he could transform me, he could plant those seeds and, those, and, and make that abstract vision become a total picture. Now it's something I truly enjoy. I started running again. I added stretching in while meditating on God's word, which again, that gave me the ideas for his flow. I started counseling with a Christian counselor. I cut back probably by about 90% alcohol consumption, um, realizing that that's what made the anxiety or anxiety worse. I started focusing and being even more disciplined with my nutrition. And we'll go into this again in another episode um, and how uh, gluttonous habits can uh, are, are not what God wants for us. I added in brain-friendly supplements like turmeric, omega-3s, vitamins, magnesium, protein powder, a bunch of different things. I focused on staying hydrated because, again, this was one of the things that made my anxiety 10 times worse when I was dehydrated. Our brains, like every other organ, are comprised primarily of water. So um, being, being dehydrated can lead to a variety of things like fatigue, brain fog, etc. And finally, I cut back on severely, I should say, I cut way back on culturally, culturally normal music and entertainment to guard my heart and my mind and to keep and to close all the doors and windows that would um, allow for the enemy to attack. I also stepped back from any relationships that did not help to nurture the fruit of the spirit. And by relationships, I mean, whether it's close friendships, relationships that you have at your church or your gym or wherever, if it is not something that nurtures the fruits of the spirit, as God says, I will know them by their fruits, cut it off, cut it off at the head. <laughs> um, 
So to wrap up this very first podcast, I want to leave you with this. What is God calling, calling you to change in your life in preparation for a transformation? I'll ask again, what's God calling you to change in your life to prepare you to transform? It doesn't need to be a list of things like minus. <laughs> I had a lot. Maybe it's just one thing or one struggle. Maybe it's a sin you're carrying around and you're like, oh, it's not that bad. It's not as bad as X, Y, Z. Maybe you're even nurturing that sin and you don't even know you need to repent of it in order to move forward and walking in God's purpose for your life. Think about it. It could be even just a little crush, an extra noticing of a coworker um, when you're married or listening to music that promotes the societal culture, um, getting smashed on Saturday and then showing up hungover to church on Sunday. Engaging in any of these behaviors, guys, will slowly but surely nick away at our spiritual health, like sugar nicks at your blood vessels. Recently, and I'm going to end shortly, but I recently heard Eric Thomas, aka E.T., the hip-hop preacher. I love listening to that guy. Look him up on Instagram, E.T., the hip-hop preacher. He said, no weapon formed against me shall prosper, and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I just believe God in God too much to give the negative stuff more credit than it deserves. Be aware of it, yes, but let it stop me. Absolutely not. So I'm not letting those spiritual battles, those lies of the enemy stop me. The enemy's weapon formed against me will not prosper. It did not prosper. It will never prosper because my God overcame the devil and I can do all things, all things through him who gives me strength. We've got seats in heaven to fill, ladies and gentlemen. But while we're here, I want to help you live a life full of health and vitality. John 10.10 10 says, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. And I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. What does Jesus want to give you? What does Jesus want to transform in you so that you may have life and have it abundantly? Let me end by praying. Lord, I pray for all of those listening today. God, help every listener here. Keep them spiritually healthy, physically fit, strong, strong in you. I pray that every listener puts on the full armor of God to protect against all attacks of the enemy. I ask that you shift this listener's thoughts from the negative views of the world to the promise of eternity in heaven. I pray that you have the strength to push through any and all physical health obstacles you may be going through today. And I pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll catch you in the next episode.
Take the shackles off my feet so I can dance. I just wanna praise you. I just wanna praise you. Shackles on my feet, yeah, they won't let me be. Won't you set me free? Pray this on me. Shackles on my feet, oh, they won't let me be. Won't you set me free? Pray this on me. Pray this all on me. Let me go. Let me go. I've been going through so much. I swear these people let my throat. That's on me. That's on mamas. Oh, my mama, I can't take no more, so miss me with that drama Get your commas, get your ass straight 